wanting to learn. The um, Pasuk tells us in this coming week's parish, You should know that I am a Kaddish Baruch who removed you underneath the burdens of Mitzrayim. And the Gemara Mesech des Baruchas and Daf uses this as one of the sources uh, for the Nusa, for the text of the Baruch of Hamoitzi that we recite uh, whenever a person eats bread. So therefore I wanted to take the opportunity to discuss um, a uh, current uh, controversy that's going on in the world of uh, kosher bread making, as if you've uh, paid attention to different periodicals, that uh, the, the, the biggest uh, kosher bread producer in the country is, uh, is uh, in danger of losing or, uh, or forfeiting Really, uh, their uh, kosher certification, their hashgacha, which would have uh, you know ramifications throughout the uh, the American Jewish uh, community. So I just wanted to address uh, the issue of that uh, at the heart of that uh, discussion. It really brings us to a, an important uh, sugya in Masech Psachim. The Gemara tells us in Masech Psachim over here, Oisalif, in Laushen Esa Isa B'chalav, one is not allowed to mix milk into the dough which he's going to use for bread. And if he does, the entire bread is prohibited even to eat independently. Because it could lead to an Avera. What uh, Avera could it lead to? A person might come to eat this milk bread together with flesh, as Rasi explains, People used in those days, bread was of course the staple. Person doesn't only live with bread, but bread was a staple of uh, of every meal and a staple of life, and they used to use it interchangeably with basar and with chalav. So, if a person's going to have uh, milk of bread, he might come to eat it together with a fleshig of meal, and he'll have a, a situation uh, that's related to basar b'chalav. So that for that reason, they prohibited Chazal prohibited one for making milk of bread uh, in the first place, and even eating it in the absence of fleshigs, even eating it independently. The same would be true, as the Rishayim Oled, we'll see in a second, uh, with regards to fleshiga bread, that a perf person is not supposed to coat his oven in schmaltz in order to make sure that the bread doesn't stick to the walls of the oven, because then the bread will become fleshigs, and a person might come to eat the fleshiga bread together with a milchika meal. But the Gemara continues back in Oisalaf on the first line, Ke'in Tura Shari, if it's made like an ox, then it is permitted. Uh, I'm sorry, like the uh, eye of an ox, then it is permitted. Ke'en, tura, shari, then it's allowed. So Rashi there explains why, what does it mean that if it's made like uh, the eye of an ox, then it's permitted? Ma'at, says Rashi, you made a little bit. Ka'ayin shal shar, like the uh, pupil of a shar. So mutar, lalosh b'chalav, then a person is allowed to mix milchiks in. He's going to eat it immediately at one sitting. So the bread is not going to linger around where he might come to, you know, he forgets that the bread is milchiks and he might come to eat it with a fleshik meal. He's making a milchik meal and as part of the milchik meal he wants that milchik bread. So he's going to eat and he's going to consume all of the bread in that meal then it's permitted because the fear um, uh, d- does not exist that he's going to leave some over later for a flesh meal. He's going to, because it's in such a small portion, such a small uh, amount. The Rambam, though, in Paraktes of Hilchus Malchalas Asurois, quotes, uh, um, uh, quotes uh, espouses the opinion of the Rif and the Rashbah, who have a different interpretation of this line in the Gemara, that if you make the milk of bread, ke'en tura, then it's allowed. Because the Rambam writes over here, is beis in lashon ha'isa b'chalav im lash kol ha'pasasuri. You're not allowed to mix milk into the bread, and if you did, the entire bread is prohibited. If they hear gavera, you might come to eat it with the fleishik shem yocha ba'basar. And the Rambam here extends this that a person is not supposed to make fleishik of bread. Vein tashin asatano ba'alia. You're not supposed to coat the uh, oven in uh, animal fat because uh, you might come to eat it with milk. 
But then the Rambam says, But if he changed the shape of the bread, it'll be obvious to all who see it that it'll be either milk bread or flesh bread based on its shape. Then that's per- permitted. And the Kesef Mishnah explains that that was how the Rif and the Rashba and the Rambam interpreted this line in the Gemara that Ka'ain Shar, Ka'ain Shal Shar, if it's like the eye of a Shar, which is, uh, you know, uh, in the shape uh, that's different than a typical loaf of a bread, it's more of a circle shape. So that's different than the normal bread we encounter. A person will say, well, why is it in this shape? And that will give an indication that it's because it's either milk bread or flesh bread and should not be eaten with uh, food of the opposite gender. Do we, which interpretation do we accept? Uh, you know, the exception to the rule that one is not allowed to make milk bread or flesh bread because you might come to confuse it with a meal of the opposite, uh, the opposite type. So we uh, actually in Shulchan Aruch accept both of these explanations, both that of Rashi and of the Rambam, that if it's different in its uh, size, meaning it's uh, enough that uh, in its amount that you'll consume all of it within that meal, um, or, and if it's different in its shape, that it gives an indication that it's either flesh bread or milk bread is also permitted. So look over here, Ois Gimel, the Shulchan Aruch says, Ein Loshin you're not allowed to make milk or bread. Maybe you come to eat it with fleshiks. And if you did, the entire pasta is prohibited to eat even independently. But, says the Shokhanach in the second line, if he's going to eat it all in one sitting, or he um, changed the shape of the bread, so that he will not come to eat it with uh, fleshiks, then it's permitted. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like accepts both the accept the explanation of Rashi and the explanation of the Rambam. The Rif and the Rashba it's either different in its amount that it's enough to you know you'll consume it in that meal, or it's different in its shape that it gives an indication it's milchik or fleshik is permitted. So the Rambam writes uh, over here on the third line. For this reason, a person can make fleshik of chalas for Shavuos. Gam b'shumen lekavet Shabbos. Uh, I'm sorry, milchika bread for Shavuos or fleshika bread for Shabbos, which could happen in our kitchens as well, even though we don't coat, I don't know anybody who coats the walls of their oven in schmaltz, but people often do make chalas for Shabbos together in an oven while they're making other things as well. So if you have chicken that's open uh, in, uh, you know, that's not covered in an oven together with the challah that you're making for Shabbos, uh, to, which is also uncovered, so then the bread will become fleshika bread. So a person, uh, that would be allowed, says the Ramah, as long as you consume it all on Shabbos. <laughs> this is considered to be a small amount that you're going to consume throughout Shabbos. <laughs> also, because the chalas that they baked for Shavuos that were milchiks were also different in its shape, which was also an indication that it's sufficient grounds to allow it. The Ramah here seems to disagree slightly with the Shulchan Aruch. The opinion of the Shulchan Aruch was that it's only permitted um, <clears throat> to make milk bread or flesh bread if you're going to consume it all in one sitting. The Ramah here extends it. You're going to consume it throughout the Yontav of Shavuos. I'll consume it throughout Shabbos, which is three meals. So many of the Achronim note that the Ramah here is expanding um, the period of what's considered to be a small amount, not to just limiting to one meal, but if you're going to consume it throughout a period of Shabbos or throughout, uh, throughout the Yontav of Shavuos, then it can be allowed. Okay, but these are the two exceptions. What defines pot? I would assume all Pasa Baba Kisnan is included as well. So like croissants? Yeah. So I have to guess. So look right over here. Thank you for bringing me to my next point. The Pisgah Tshuva over here in Sivkat and Gimel. 
Um, over here on his Gimel, the bracket. So if you look three lines from the bottom, he quotes in the name of the Tshuva of the Marit, Kasev Od B'Tshuva's Marit, one of the early Achronim. The Hada Aser, Lek Ashinoi, that which is prohibited unless it's, you know, it's obvious or it's a small amount that you're consuming in one sitting. It's only a type of item that I might come to eat together with cheese. Let's say that's not a fear with this item. It's a Danish. No one needs to talk a Danish together with a piece of fleshiks. Oh, not that anybody I know. Or no one needs uh, necessarily a croissant in our circles together with fleshiks. It's usually consumed in a milchah meal. So the Let's say you have cookies. Which are donuts that are full of sugar, Shane Derek Lachum and Gvino, or you know, it's not, wasn't the common place to eat it together with cheese. In our times, I would say it's not the common place to eat it together with fleshiks. We're not afraid that people are going to eat it together with the opposite gender. The Dayanu Bamasha Asru, we have enough that Chazal prohibited. We're not going to install new or institute new Xeris. So if you have an item, as well as the Chai Adam right, based on this comment of the Marit, if you have food items which it's not commonly eaten with Fleshik, so you have a food item that's not commonly eaten with Milchiks, so then the item itself. As a self-identifier, that this is, uh, you know, n- not to be eaten with the other uh, species, and, you know, the other gender of uh, fleshics or milchics, and we don't have to be concerned that one will come to confuse them and eat it with the other types. So that's the heter, why uh, we have sometimes milchika cookies, or milchika donuts, or milchika croissants, or danishes, is because people don't generally eat these items together with fleshics, well, yeah? I'm just saying it was already mutter, because there's a different surah. You know, said that if it looks different from regular bread, I'm not worried about it anyway. Why do you need a new sock to a shoe? No, because there are. Um, there are no par of croissants. Sure, there are. Par of croissants? All sure, over the place. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. Even in France, there are par But what about, so in Eretz Yisrael, it's a big debate with regards to barekas. Because barekas, um, so Rabbi felt no one eats barekas together with fleshiks, and therefore you can make milk of barekas, and that shouldn't be a problem. It's a self-identifier. But many disagree that people eat potato barekas and Eretz all the time together with fleshiks. And, uh, but they also do make cheese barekas. So standard practice in Eretz I believe, is if it's a milk of bereka, they make it in a separate shape. It's yeah. in a triangle. And that's to indicate that, uh, that, that, uh, that that's a milk of bereka and should not be eaten together with fleshiks. The problem with that, you know, I, I think that there's, uh, obviously that's the practice, that's what's become accepted, but what is considered to be a different shape that is an indication that something is either milchiks or fleshiks. So the Dark Tshuva writes over here, that's of course the Munkat Rebbe's collection of uh, later Tshuvas, according to the state of Yordea. So the Dark Tshuva writes over here, Hine lo yadati mavur It's never explained specifically, how big of a change do we need in order to call something you know, that it's recognizable, that it's either milchiks or fleshiks, and not to be eaten with the other, with the other type. Is it, you need a lot, you need a little. Does the whole item have to be changed, or is it enough if there's one little simon on it? So he says, very easy to say for Zerzav, Shekasa, Vitzark, Lishanoso, you have to change it to the degree, but even she had Nikar, Gam, Kenlubne, Adam, Abam, Mikhutzla, Ir, Liknos, may also pass. It has to be something that's obvious, even to guests and visitors, that this is something which is Milchik, so this is something which is Fleshik. The Berekas, I guess everybody already knows that if it's in a triangle shape, this is not what the typical Bereka looks like, and therefore it's a self identifier now that this is, that this is, uh, that this is, uh, uh Milchik. Would the sign but, be adequate just to sign? Is it? 
Also, what has to be on the bread has to be nikar in the pas because let's say I'll take it, put it in a bag, and take it home. Now, how am I going to know on my table that this is not and this is? There has to be nikar in the tour of the pas. Oh, so but the chay other writes. Let's say you put a simon on it. I write O U D. We all know it's a universal simon. That everybody knows, and it's on the pass when you buy it in the container, not a little sign on the, on the you know, or someone tells me something. It's on the pass, not on the pass itself, but at least on the package, that uh, this is uh, dairy bread or this is a dairy item, and, um, and you shouldn't uh, consume it together with flashics. So, in theory, that would also be the chayyadam. Maybe one could argue, no, you need a bigger simon, at least on the bread, or maybe it has to be something that takes up the entire item, not one little symbol. But the standard practice is to assume, no, even one little simon. Which is recognizable to everyone, as the Dark Yeshiva told us. So then, that would uh, be sufficient, uh, you know, change of shape or notification that uh, that you could uh, you could make such a dairy item and assume people won't come to confuse it with fleshiks. However, the Pischei Tshuva look back at Sivkan Gimel and Oiz Gimel. Pischei Tshuva at the beginning of the brackets quotes from the Chavez Das. That's of course the Nesivus's commentary uh, on Yeridea. So the Chavaz Das, right? Shekosev Oid, the Shinoi Ein Moel, Rakeshe Yishana, Kishashina Beshasa Fia. It's only when it's something that occurs at the time that it's baked. Dilohaya Olav Iser Klau, the Easter of Pas Chalav, Chalavi, you know, the Easter of Milchaka bread never set in. Chazal prohibited us from doing this, lest you come to confuse it with Fleishiks. So he says, once you bake it and the Easter sets in, you can't relieve and remove that Easter by putting a label on it. That O U D. That does not work. And he says, by the same, we'll get back to the, the, the later point in a second. And not like Rabbi Yonison Ibishitz in his commentary on Yoridea called the Crazy Uplacy, who allowed this, who allowed one to attach a simon uh, to the item later on. There were Paiskim who allowed this, you know, that if you bake a bread, there's a milchika bread, and you put on it after it's baked already, an O-U-D, there were Paiskim who allowed that, that was the opinion of the crazy Uplacy, that was the opinion of Diane Fisher in Eretz Yisrael, and his Chuvus Evan Yisrael, and that was a common practice in the United States as well, in previous years, to allow, uh, after the bed is break, to put a simon on it afterwards, that it's, uh, you know, dairy, and assume that that would uh, be sufficient notification, people will not come to confuse it with fleshics. However, uh, subsequently, in more recent times, the psak has changed. The common custom in uh, all kashras organizations, to the best of my knowledge, the big ones, the OU, the Chavke, do not allow this anymore. Now the standard psaks like the Chavez Das, and that was the opinion of Rav Moshe, Rav Yosef, felt like this, that once uh, it's a person makes a milchika item, it does not help, a milchika bread item does not help later on to put a label on that, uh, in the labeling it is dairy, it's only if the label existed at the time where the simon uh, existed at the time that the item was baked. I think they're motivated by practical concerns, not necessarily halachic concerns, because if you have hamburger buns, it was a Maisa Shahoya, which I think was, was, uh, was, the, uh, was the flashpoint when things changed. There was a big rub, and he gave a barbecue, and they even realized all the hamburger buns were dairy, and it said on the package, but no one bothered to look at the package after it was taken out, and the takala occurred. But either way, the standard sock, the standard practice now is to assume that a label after the item has been baked is not good enough to relieve uh, the Easter of making uh, milchika bread. Is there a difference if, if a private person makes it 
or bakery makes it. Pas palta. It's very interesting. Someone told me, I have not seen it in print, so that's why I don't like uh, quoting it. Someone told me that Rabbi Belsky held that the Isser that Chazal instituted of milk of bread was only on uh, Yisraelim, only on Jews. He never made a takana against non-Jews making milk of bread. So if you have a non-Jewish company that's making milk of bread, the Isser never set in. So when a Jew, they want to put a label on afterwards, that should be uh, sufficient. And then when the Jew buys it, he bought it with the label. The non-Jew, when he made it, Chazal never prohibited it for him. So the label is not uh, after the Easter set in, it's before the Easter set in, and therefore it could be allowed. I, I've heard such a shmuel in the name of Rebelsky, but I've never seen it in print, so I'm hesitant. Two different sforas. Huh? What you said before is two different sforas. What do you mean? The, the deceivers as far as that. Yeah. When comes up, he can't make a mutu with yeah. the label. Right. But the story you said has nothing to do with it. Has to, that the label's not as good a hecka. Because yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it's a fundamental ground. I think that the psaac changed for practical reasons. But the Chavazah is making a fundamental argument. Right, right. He's making the argument once the Easter sets in, a label is not good enough uh, to, to relieve the Easter. So what seems to be going on here... If you have a factory, a big sign, dairy bread production, and it goes right into the bag there, and then it became also. No, because it's not on the package or on the no, bread. But, but it never became us. So you, you walk in the factory. Did I don't bread think a sign be... on the factory ever helped anything. That's, no, this, uh, that's no different became... than me saying "Hare Ni Isa." You know, we're saying. I don't think that makes a difference. Phenomenon that bread is is wrapped and cakes and donuts are wrapped. It used to the bakery. Never, there was never wrapped. And they never made fl- milk of bread. The last Correct. 30, 40 years. Due to the tata, we all thank you for that. But yes, yeah. You know, so that that's why you you don't see this business about. The, the wrapping of the label. Of uh, big Hashkaka organizations is a recent phenomenon. Yeah, the whole, uh, it didn't exist. Uh, you won't see an O-U-D on bread anymore, anywhere? No, that's not true. I didn't that's say that. So, 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 we'll have to get to give, give, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. We're not done yet. We still have a few more minutes. Isn't Michael double that exact point that even if it's labeled, even if it's since you're so used to eating a bread in every meal, yeah. that, that isn't, isn't that the definition of Michael double? You're saying the practical argument. Even if you put a label on, people are not going to be conscious of it. Me, we don't read the labels. Means. That's what it means. In other words, you have a label, but uh, no, you, you used to take a bread on take a piece of bread without thinking. If you'd say that, then no uh, simon would work because people don't bother right. paying attention to anything. Okay, but the Gemara allowed it. You want to be more machmed than the Gemara. That just seems to me In other words, if it's just an Isra or a bus of a cholam, I hear you, but the Gemara allowed it already. Once it's Nikar, the Rishonim allowed it. No, no, but if it's a different shape, forget about You don't think the label should help at all? Correct. Practically. Okay. One can make that argument. You don't find that argument made, but you can make that argument. The, um, this seems to be though a conceptual issue going on over here, is once this item became prohibited, make milk of bread, can you relieve that Easter subsequently, or does the hacker have to be at the time that the item was baked, uh, and therefore, I'm sorry, the hacker has to be the time the item was baked, because once the Easter sets in, it can't be removed, or no, even if the item was made, um, it can be relieved subsequently by, uh, by putting a label on it that, that informs everyone that it's dairy. So it seems to be that the argument hinges upon what was the nature of the Takan of Chazal that wants to not make milk of bread. Did Chazal say, you know, alert us to a, uh, you know, a, a situation um, you know, uh, that we have to be cautious about, um, but if I'll somehow take steps 
to uh, ensure that I don't violate that which Chazal was concerned about, then that's sufficient. In which case, even if I made the milk of bread, but I subsequently put a label on it that labels it as dairy and informs everyone that it's dairy, and uh, that will enable them from avoiding that situation Chazal was concerned about, that should be enough. Or do we say when Chazal prohibited us from making milk of bread, there was not just they alerted us to a situation that we have to be uh, you know, concerned about, rather Chazal labeled this or declared this as Machalas Asuros. Chazal said you cannot make milk of bread, and therefore it's treated as machalas asuros. And once Chazal said you can't do it, it's treated as machalas asuros. You cannot relieve and remove that iser by slapping a label on top of it. And that seems to be the argument of the Chavis Das that that's why the label or the the simon has to be there at the time that the item was baked. This could uh, seems to be at the heart of the other issue that's debated right here between the Chavis Das and the crazy Placey. Let's say I make a big, um, you know, a large amount of bread. So, and that, it's not recognizable that it's milkshakes. And then I take it and I cut it up into small portions that everyone will eat throughout Shabbos. I give it to you a little bit, I give it to you a peckle, you a little, you a little, and we're all going to eat it in that day. So we said if it's a small amount that you'll consume at that one meal, then it's permitted because we're not gonna afraid the, the bread is going to hang around for the next meal, which will be flashics. So we're going to say I make a big loaf, and then later on I cut it up into small pieces. And I give it to everybody for their meal. So the Chavis Das says, no, that doesn't help. Once you made a big loaf of bread, which is more than you would consume within the day, so it became us, sir. Just because you chopped it up into little bits and gave it to different families who are all going to consume it on that day, doesn't help. It's already became prohibited. That was that enough that I was going to consume it on that day. Let's say I have, I bake a thousand chalas, and then I drop off one by every home. So the thousand chalas was too much. The thousand milk chalas, I'm not going to eat that in one day. So the Chavaz says, once you bake the thousand milk chalas that you can't consume in that day, so then uh, it's prohibited. And the Easter sets in, and the day, you can't relieve it by just distributing a little bit to many families who will consume it that day. And the crazy place, he argued, no. I removed the fear. What was the fear? The fear is that I come to eat it, the bread will linger around, then I'll eat it later, to, later with flesheks. Here I remove that fear by distributing it to lots of families. So again, the same issue could be at the heart of what's going on. It could be that that's also the issue. Look back at Pisgah Tshuva Oizbeis. In the first bracket, the Pisgah Tshuva quotes the suffix of the Prima Gadim. Let's say a person made a milk like a bread by accident. Either he wasn't aware of this Easter, or milk fell in by accident. So the Prima Gadim says on the, the fourth line of Oskimol, Shekasev diyesh la'ayin, imlash pasim chalav b'shogeg, he didn't know about it. The milk fell in by accident. Is the bread prohibited? Maybe not. Because Maybe Chazal only declared it as if you did this intentionally and deliberately. But if I did it by accident, so we find oftentimes Chazal did not impose their exeris to the same degree of severity if something happened by accident. But if this is a fear, a legitimate fear that Chazal alerting us to, that I might come to take milk bread and leave it around for flesh gamil, so it makes no difference if you did it b'shogeg, or you did it by inadvertently, or by accident. Either way, you have milk bread that you might come to eat with a flesh gamil, it should be just as prohibited. Shouldn't matter what your intention was. Another issue which could hinge upon this, which is, which is critical, is um, what if there's a, you know, not, uh, the amount of milk that you put in is, is a batel. It's less than shishim, Within the mixture. So the crazy Uplesi over here, I say, quotes from the Marit at the end of the first line that the Marit allowed um, uh, bread that had milk that was mixed in that was less than a 60th of the volume of the bread. Because less than a 60th of the volume of the bread, the assumption is you can no longer taste it and it's butthole, it's negligible. So Marit said if you have uh, milk mixed into bread with less than 1 60th of the volume, 
is permitted. The crazy place, he disagrees, and he uh, felt that no, you cannot make milk of bread at all, even if it's less than a sixtieth of the volume, it's not batel, and the bread is prohibited. Not only can you not eat together with flesheks, you can't eat it bechlal, even individually, in the, independently. So Rabbi Yannison just disagreed with the Kula of the Marit. He says, Kfar the Marit was one of the early Akhrayim and preceded Rabbi Yannison Ibshitz was in the 1700s. He was in the 1600s, the Marit. So he said, Kfar he wasn't prepared to argue with him, but he stated his opinion. The Chayadam over here, Oizvav, sides with the Marit, that if a person has uh, bread where milk was mixed in uh, to the degree where it's less than a 60th of the volume of the bread, so it's butter on the bread, and the bread is permitted to be eaten independently, but not together with meat. He says, A person can eat it independently or together with milk. We didn't discuss putting in the milk. We discussed if you have milk in the bread. Sounds like this occurred. Yeah, can I now, now that we pass, can most of the side with the Chai Adam over here, like the Marit, that was the Kfar Horizakin, that if it's less than a sixth of the volume of the bread, the bread is permitted, the bread is permitted to be eaten, not with meat, but it's permitted to be eaten. So now, can I put, yeah. Any other kashas to think when when Good, so you side with the Chai Adam, I agree with you. I agree with you. So fine. It's mutter. Let's say it's mutter. If we pass like the Chai Adam, the most Akhrayim, the base mayor, the, the prima Godim, all side with this Chai Adam. If you have less than a 60 of the milk and the bread, the bread is permitted not to eat with, with, with meat because you might come to confuse it with bread that has uh, more than a 60th to confuse it with meat. That might have been part of the Xerah that Chazal instituted. You're right. Meeker didn't. Of course it's mutter to eat together with me. For sure. For sure, it's mutter to be eaten together with meat. But it might be. According to the Gazera, no? Yes, but it's. No. According to the Gazera, you could eat with meat. Right. The problem will not only be you might come to confuse one with the other, you're also now being Mavatel. See, the milk in the bread independently is not a problem because the bread, this is only a Takanos Chazal we're dealing with. If you eat it together with Fleshix, now I'm being Mavatel, the milk in the bread, and that's like Ein Mavatel Nisula Chachila, perhaps. You assume the milk in the bread was more than about 60 years. Was less than a sixtieth. No, no, no. The, 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 the Takana is it was greater than a sixtieth. No. Oh, the whole the whole legislation is only yeah. if it's greater than a sixtieth. I would assume that. Okay, even if it is, even if it is, yeah. we'll get to your point in a second. Even if it is, but the milk now by eating it together with flashics, I'm being mavatel the milk in the bread. Until now, I didn't need to evoke bittel. Because it's just bread. Now that I eat it together with flesh in order to do so, I have to say, ah, the milk is bottle on the bread. So how are you allowed to do that? Initially, we don't usually take isurim and put it together in uh, Dover Heter in order to be mavato it. So by eating it together with flesh the chayodam held, that's like being mavato the iser proactively. And ain't mavato an iser lechachila. In the bread, it's innocuous. Now that I take it, I eat it together with flesh ain't mavato lechachila. So that's the general psak, is that if you have milk, that's less than a sixth of the volume of the bread. You can eat the bread. That kind of dairy bread is allowed, but it should not be eaten together with flesh, because that would kind of be like, But what about taking milk and deliberately putting it in the bread, even though you're not going to eat it with flesh? Can I deliberately take a less than a sixtieth of milk and put it in the bread? So the Gilead Marsha, 
Over here, Oizayin, calls him a true of the Temach Tzedek. This is not the Lubavitcher Rebbe. This is a Kadman, the Temach Tzedek, who was a Chavrus of the Taz, the Talmud of the Bach. So he writes that no, one cannot do this because he's uh, taking, Chazal uh, prohibited us from eating uh, milchika bread and therefore it's considered to be like Machalas Hasuros and uh, by taking a little drop of milk and putting it into the bread, there's no different than taking a drop of milk and putting it in your chicken soup, which of course, ain't mevatlanus or one is not allowed to do that. Even though it's less than a 60th volume of the chicken soup and it's batel, deliberately one is not supposed to do that. So he says deliberately also, one cannot take a little bit of the milk and put it into his bread. And that for the same reason that Chai Adam said, if it did happen, you shouldn't eat together with fleshiks. Because you're uh, being mabatalis or hachiga, so too you should not take a little bit of milk and put it in your in your uh, in your dough. That's fine. A little bread for yourself is fine. The question is, of course, of course. Otherwise, even if you have a bona fide milk bread, the nachas tvi. That's the piskei author of the piskei tshuva's commentary, a second commentary on Yeridea. So he disagrees. He says, "What is the tzemach tzedek talking about?" Me who calls that i mean the bazeh shayak mavatel is a kedas tzemach tzedek. Avo be'emes raniyas daiti lo nirkein. He says, "Why should there be a mavatel and a sochatchil over here?" The masha, the masha, because of a tzemach tzedek. The ma'ishna isa the rabbanon tzemi kol isa the rabbanon. How is this different than putting a little drop of milk inside a big pot of soup? Shna v'shna, it's different and different. The hacha kol masha asu siyag. Here Chazal alerted us to a problem. You might come to take milk or bread and eat it together with fleshiks. Therefore, Chazal said, if it's recognizable, it's permitted. Therefore, here where it's less than a sixteenth of the volume, even if you eat it together with chalav, you won't have a problem. So therefore, he says, of course, one would be allowed to deliberately take a little bit of milk and put it into the bread. Because this is not an Easter. He doesn't view this, the old issue that we address, he doesn't view this as Machalas Asuros. The Gilead Marsha, according to the Tzemach Tzedek, that's with Shlom Lager, they viewed this as Machalas Asuros. So when Chazal said you can't have milk or bread, they equated it with Machalas Asuros. So if I take milk and put it into bread, even though it's less than Shishim, that's a problem of Ein Mavatl and Isra You're not allowed to evoke Bittu or use the Bittu deliberately to be Mavatl Isurim. But um, the the Nachas Tzvi is arguing, oh, no, no, we're not dealing with a bitol Yisrael Chachil. Chazal just alerted us to an issue. If you have milk or bread, you might come to uh, eat it with the flesh kamil. So if it's less than the 60th, where you don't run into that uh, issue, so then it's permitted. Just like Chazal permitted us if it's a different shape or if it's an amount that you're going to consume in that meal alone where there's no fear. Here too, there's no fear. Because even if you do, we'll eat it with fleshiks. It was already batel. So, uh, this issue was the main issue with uh, giving a hashgacha to uh, milchika bread, or what uh, the OU famously gave hashgacha to milchika English muffins. Why? Because over here, the milk that they use in milchika bread is bato b'shishim. It's less than a 60th. So there were hashgacha organizations, even if you're not going to rely on the label after the bed has been baked, to relieve the Easter of milchika bread, though all the milk in the bread itself is less than a 60th. So the OU was a Mako, a famous Psak was Mako, to give Ashkaka. You have two Stalamakula. Number one, there's a label on it. And, uh, and number two, the milk that was mixed into the bread is, uh, is, less than, uh, is less than the 60th. And they were willing to be Mako, they were Chachila. One could mix the milk into the uh, bread if it's going to be less than the 60th. And 
Another tzadikul that they had is that the English muffins don't look like typical bread. Right, right. It's uh, somewhat different than a normal bread, and therefore might, might be people will assume already that there's something unique and different about it, that it's milchiks. There are parva English muffins, and that's why many argue with that tzadikula. It's not necessarily the case that every English muffin is milchiks, but they, that was another tzadikula that they, that they, uh, that they used. The Badi Ashokan or Five Okon, and many others were not willing to be mako, uh, the to mix milk in, even in a situation where it's going to be less than 160, the volume of the bread. And for that reason, there were many who were always opposed to giving a hashkacha to milchika bread, not all, even in a situation where it's less than 160, the volume of the bread. But the only situations where they usually gave hashkacha to milchika bread was in a, where you had the tutsta the mukula. Number one, you're putting a label on it afterwards, which is a machlek, because the chavis das and crazy place. And number two, even the milk that, uh, the milk that you're going to be putting in was less than a 60th. The current issue is that the, uh, the company that made all of the parva bread now wants to make that parva bread on equipment that they use for their milchika items as well. So the question is, Chazal said we're not allowed to have milchika bread. Does that mean you can't make bread on milchika equipment either? So the Gemara tells us in Mesech Tzchulin, over here, if you have fish that was made in a pot, a milchika, uh, I'm sorry, a fleshika pot, Rav Amar, for any, any parva item, pasta, same thing. Rav Amar, you cannot eat it together with cheese or milk. You can eat it together with milk or cheese. Rav Amar, Rav said you cannot eat it together with cheese because the fleshik that you cooked in the pot imparted a flavor into the pot. Now it's a fleshika pot. The parva item accepts that flavor, and then the parva item now becomes fleshiks. You cannot eat it together with milchiks. That's the opinion of Rav. Shmuel Amar, Mutter, Noisen Tam, Bar Noisen Tamu. This is twice removed from the fleshika item. It's true, there's a rule. Look over here on the second page. And the Gemara Mesech is Psachim, based on the Pesach and say, uh, Parshas Nasoi, that a Nazir is not only prohibited from drinking wine, he's prohibited from drinking water where grapes were soaked. In the water, that's mishras. Why? Because that has a flavor of the wine. Litein tam ki'ikar. The flavor is considered to be like the item itself. However, over here, it's not the flavor itself that's going into the power of an item. The flavor went into the pot. That's one step removed from the flesh item. Then the flavor went into the fish, went into the, into the pasta. So that's noisein tam bar noisein tam. It's two steps removed from the flesh item. And therefore, one is allowed to consume it together with milk, and will not be a problem of Basa B'chalav. That's how we paskin. Noi St. Tom, bar Noi St. Tom, when it's twice removed from Fleshiks, it's permitted to be eaten with milk. If it's twice removed from Achalos Asuras, that's not the case. But if it's twice removed from Fleshiks, it's permitted to be eaten together with milk. What is twice removed? It means the flavor went from the Fleshiks. I cook steak in a pot. The flavor goes from the steak into the pot. The pot's clean. It's now sitting in my drawer. But there's a flavor imparted into the pot. That flavor now is going to come out. I cook pasta in the pot. The flavor is going to come out of the pot and go into the pasta. That's the second level? That's twice removed from the flesh garden. Now I want to eat the pasta with cheese. So if I would cook um, uh, meat together with uh, milk, the flavor goes directly into the milk. Okay, that's Basit B'chalav, because it's once removed. It's true, it's removed from the Fleshka item, I'm not. But the Fleshka Tom went into the Fleshka milk that's once removed. Here it's twice removed. It goes into the pot. Now that's already removed from the Fleshka item. And then from the pot, it now goes into my pasta. So I have a Fleshka flavor here, but it's twice removed already from the, from the Fleshiks. 
So now I want to eat that pasta together with cheese. So the flavors will intermingle in the pasta. I'm going to bake the pasta, which already has a flavor, flavor but I'm going to take cheese. The cheese is going to get embedded in the pasta now too. But the fleshka uh, flavor is twice removed from the fleshka item itself. It went into the pot, from the pot into the parba item. If it will go from the pot into a milk item, so then it's, uh, then it's, a, once yeah, it's once removed. So if you cook the pasta twice, Okay, so no Saint Tom bar no Saint Tom is permitted. We all know this uh, that that that's halacha. However, there's a machlokas between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. Is this muter lechadchila or only b'diyeved? The Shulchan Aruch over here Oisibes assume that this is permitted lechadchila. One can take dairy equipment or fleshic equipment food. Uh, and eat it together, either with milk or cheese, the opposite uh, species, the opposite gender. The Ramah says, this should not be done. Obviously, Me'ikar Adin will not be a problem with Basel B'chalav if you did it, but the Ramah says, if one has food, parava food, so parava pasta or fish that was cooked in a flesh kapat, you're not supposed to eat it together with cheese. Um, it can be allowed. That's the opinion of the Ramah. Wait, what does B'diyeva mean? You cooked it by mistake? B'diyeva means it was cooked already, it was cooked already with the cheese. Not that I made the pasta in the flesh kapat. I cooked it already together with cheese. Then B'diyeva, you can eat it. But uh, you, should not, uh, you, should not, uh, you should not do that. Let's say, though, it was in a, uh, in a uh, pot that already is not uh, from that day. The pot is a day old. So the Gemara tells us that a flavor that's embedded in a pot after a day, after 24 hours have passed, the flavor is no longer a positive flavor. It's no saying Tom Lefgam. It gives off a negative flavor. We would not say Tom Ki Ikar. So the Ramah says, V'cheinim haya klishin is bashlu, onitzlu bo lifgam, shlo haya ben yomo. Let's say the flavor it imparts is not a positive flavor. It's already rotted there in the pot for a day, for more than a day. Norgen hete lechachila laochlam amin hasheni. As once I already cooked the pasta in the flesh pot, I can now mix it with cheese. Because the pot already was a day uh, old when I cooked the pasta there. So if I have pasta that I cook in a flesh pot, which had flesh cooked with it within 24 hours, or mustard, you should not mix it together with cheese. If it was cooked in a pot, which is a day old, says most of our pots are eno ben yomo, then I can mix it with cheese. The Chayadam says you should not arrange this situation, you shouldn't do this, meaning I should never have cooked it in such a pot, having in mind to mix it with cheese. If I did, then I can eat it together with cheese, but you shouldn't do this, arrange this situation. Uh, this comes up all the time. People cook pasta for Shabbos in a flesh kapat that's no ben yomo. And then they ask, can I have it together with cheese by Shalashudis? So the answer is that if you had in mind, says the Chayyam, you had in mind when you cooked it in the pot that's no ben yomo, that you were going to eat it together with cheese, you really, according to the Chayyam, it should not be done lechachila, um, even though clearly it's mutameikar adin. The other Achronim quote from the Vilna Gain, and some even quote from Ramaisha, Rabbi Felder, uh, uh, Eli Felder's father, heard from Ramaisha that he disagreed with this Chai Adam. This can even be arranged with Chachila. You can have in mind cooking pasta, Erev Shabbos, and a flesh Yomo to eat it together uh, with milchiks. But that's a big machok between the Chai Adam, and the, they quote in the name of the Vilna Gain, or some say now, Okay, so the basic rule is though, milchic equipment or fleshic equipment should not be eaten together with uh, fleshic equipment, should not be eaten together with milchics. If it's eno ben yomo, it can be allowed. Um, but the machlaik between the chayyadim and the vilna should one do that 
you know, intentionally arrange such a situation, the cooker were in a pot where it's in a binyomo to eat it together with, with fleshics. So moving over to the back to the bread, so the Chayadam writes, uh, for the same reason, let's say a person makes bread on milchik's equipment. So he says that should really be considered as milchik of bread because lechachila, we would not eat it together with fleshics. We don't eat milchik's equipment, dairy equipment, together with fleshics. So dairy bread should be no different than any item that's cooked in dairy equipment. You lechachila should not eat together with fleshics. So if that's the case, the gzeira, the takan of chazal against milchik of bread should extend to bread that was cooked on milchik equipment. So that's where this company is running into a problem. The same equipment that they use to bake their milk items, they want to use for the power of a bread, but that power of a bread now is going to be made on milchic equipment. And just like we don't eat pasta that was baked in a fleshic pot uh, together with milchics, according to the Ramah, we should not do that over here as well. What if the milchic equipment that they're going to be using is eno ben yomo? So then, uh, so then, should we extend uh, that chumrah of the chayadam, the chachigo, we shouldn't rely on that, you know, intentionally arrange such a situation here as well to a pot that's, uh, that's eno ben yomo. So that's two opinions over here in the Dark Yitzhuvah. Should we extend that uh, chumrah to a pot that's eno ben yomo as well? Just like we wouldn't eat, we shouldn't, uh, the chayadam told us we shouldn't arrange such a situation in the first place where I'm baking pasta in a fresh kapat, having a mind to eat it together with milkshakes. Perhaps I should not make bread in uh, dairy equipment, even when it's eno ben yomo, having a mind to eat it together with fleshics. And if that's the case, then perhaps the xera against milchik of bread should extend here as well, even if the equipment is eno ben yomo. But the Dark Yitzhuvah quotes other paiskim, though, who, uh, who disagreed. So that should perhaps be dependent on the same old machlaiks and the Chayyadim and the Vilna Gaon can want to arrange such a situation in the first place. So what they're arranging, though, with them is, and I, I think that this is actually going to emerge, and that's what the, the, they're going to end up with the Kula, and that is because even the Milchika bread or the Milchika items that they're making on this equipment, which is making it into Milchika equipment, which is preventing me from making power of a bed subsequently, is less than a 60th. The Milchiks that's in the milchik items that they're making on the equipment is less than a 60th. So it's already batel in that item. Should one have done that to make such items, you know, that are milchiks and then uh, call it, you know, uh, make milk or bread in that kind of situation, was the discussion we had already. But once it's batel in the item, that can't make the equipment milchik equipment. So if I'm making bread or any other baked item that has milchiks mixed into it, but it's less than a 60th, that cannot make the, tra- the conveyor belt that it's on into milchik equipment. So the bread that I bake subsequently on it will not be dairy equipment bread. That'll be legitimately power of bread. Because the initial item that I baked on it, even if it was milkshakes, it was less than a 60th. So that cannot make it into milk equipment. So they have to work that out with them, though, that all of the products that they make on the line, actually the milkshakes is less than a 60th. I think they're also going to try and make sure that it's Eino Ben Yomo as well. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting thing.